The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw Jesus, they worshipped him, and, but some doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded them. And, behold, I am with you until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was in high school when the opening of the Second Vatican Ecumenical Council took place, 1963. Today, the October 11th. That's why I think when John Paul, excuse me, John Paul II, inaugurated the, the process toward canonization for John 23rd, he chose this day, the day that the council was open. We can go off into the council and talk about that and the, the idea behind John 23rd's ministry, but the most succinct phrase is aggiornamento, updating to today. And the phrase he used when he talked about the church needs to experience an aggiornamento is opening the windows and letting fresh air in. Now, I don't really remember the church before that. I do remember being an altar boy, speaking Latin in church and all, all that good stuff, the altar facing the wall. And it was beautiful. I loved it. And a lot of people never let go of that. Uh, so their windows are closed spiritually and and visually too, uh, they never let go of the, the mass as it was celebrated then. And they hold on to what they think is tradition, but it's not. It's a tradition, because you want to go back to the way the early apostles celebrated mass. You gather in homes, you gather around the table, you break bread, and you open your doors up to strangers. As the church, the physical building of the church was established, that changed. It was Constantine in three hundreds who built the first this, the first church that looks like this. And what this is, is a basilica style church. Central nave, side aisles, and here would have been the judge's seat because the basilicas were not churches, they were courthouses. And that theme of courthouses stayed through many generations of the history of the church architecture. Of course, it changed in the Romanesque period, it changed in the, uh, the Gothic period, it changed in different parts of the world, Asia, the Greek world, the, the idea of the basilica changed. But that was only one of our traditions, the altar facing the wall, facing the crucifix, but when John 23rd comes along, now this guy, he wasn't like um, a newbie on the block. He was 75, I think, when he was made Pope. But he had been a cardinal in Venice. 
He had been the diplomatic representative to Turkey, Albania, France, and the list goes on and on. Spoke several languages and had a very deep compassion for uniting the church of the East and the West. He had, he reached out to the Orthodox Church, to the Russian Orthodox Church, the Greek Orthodox Church, to have a rapport, to go back to roots, the real tradition of how it was founded. He got a lot of resistance, of course, because people don't like to change. You know, I'm used to it this way, that's the way I want to keep it. So when he opened the windows, people really, they loved him or hated him, you know, growing up. As kids, we loved him because it was new and it was exciting, and kids always go for what is new and exciting. And the traditional people stayed back in some way. But now, looking back 60 years, nothing is new. It's, it's been with us, but still some people are holding on to the old way we used to celebrate Mass. They call it the Trinity, all in Latin. I have no vote on it. We don't do it, that's all. Uh, some dioceses allow some parishes to still say the Latin Mass, um, but that really changed universally after the, after the decrees of Vatican II. And in Vatican II, there were several, I think 26 decrees that changed the face of the church. Ecumenism, we, we had no idea what that was about. Protestants were there, Jews were there, Muslims were there, Catholics here. Ecumenism let us appreciate each other's heritage, whether it was from Islam, Judaism, or any other of the Protestant groups. And he, John 23rd, was very sensitive to ecumenism, very sensitive to opening the church to the world and inviting other people, even though they were not Catholic, to our church, not necessarily for conversion, but for dialogue. He himself did so much work, and, and you could read his history, on saving Jews during World War II and before. He sheltered them, he issued uh, artificial documentation to save them, send them to uh, safe countries, including the Holy Land. And he really lived up to what Jesus commanded he live up to, to go feed my sheep, bring them, bring my word to the world. I don't know his miracles, you know, there were miracles that are associated with the saint. I don't know them necessarily, but his accomplishments as a heroic figure are well-established. He died, um, I don't know how old he was, but when he died, he was, he was um, 63, I think 68. He died during the council. The council was interrupted. He died, and then when it came back, the new pope was elected, Paul VI. So we have a, a, a man, John Twenty-Third, who traveled in very sophisticated social circles, political and social. He himself, he came from a family of nine kids. His parents were sharecroppers in Sotomonto in, in southern Italy. Low-key guy, went to seminary, maybe about... 15 years old, and soon after started being noticed as, as an insightful 
person. And he was the image, everybody's grandfather. He was fat, he was roly-poly, uh, he, he greeted people. And the, the, the one phrase I remember, he quoted, he says, after I was elected Pope, I was being carried in procession. They used to carry uh, 